Hello. Welcome to episode 48 of Our Weird Life. My name's Jodie. My name is Jack. Yes. And here we are again <laughs> in Japan. It's very warm. Oh. Summer is approaching. Humidity's rising. I can feel my legs sticking together. Yeah. And it's been raining every now and again. Mm. And when I say raining, I mean raining. Like yeah, really raining. We are in rainy season. Although it's like a prolonged rainy season, I think. It does feel that way. I feel like it's been going for more than a month, which is what it usually lasts for. Mm. But there we are. We are heading into my favourite time of year, summer. Yay. That was sarcasm. That was sarcasm for any cultures or countries that don't use sarcasm. There you go. <laughs> that was a scorcher. <laughs> that was a scorcher. <laughs> yeah. literally. By the way, important news about our flowers in the garden, our vegetables. Um, we have some flowers. We do, apparently. Um, apparently the compost wasn't in a complete catastrophe. Well, we're not sure yet. Well, it, I mean, they've been like, growing. They definitely don't look normal, let's no, just say that. Something's like, amiss. Something is amiss. Hmm. There's a lot of bugs around there. A lot. Which I don't remember happening last year. No, maybe, but I don't think we had as many plants around in general as as, uh, as we do this year. I think we, oh, have, really? we have more. Okay. Which might have attracted some. So there's that, and then also the bottom of the cucumbers, it, like all of the leaves are like white. It's like yellowy th- white from the bottom. Yeah, gradually getting Gradually getting to, getting to a, a really healthy green. So what's that about? I don't know. Come I'm on, not sure. garden I, experts, you know let what us I, know. I had a thought about, because I... We we obviously drive around in the middle of the countryside and we see a lot of plants and crops um, around us. And I saw some cucumbers planted. In someone's garden? In someone's garden. And there was a considerable space between each of the plants. So my theory now is that cucumbers, they, they need a lot of water, right? They absorb a lot of water. Yeah. I think they're so close together that they're competing. Uh, for what little water they get. Mm. And so they're not getting collectively enough nutrients. But they're sitting in a mound of comp- in um, fertiliser. <laughs> well, that's where my second theory comes in, because I think the water drains out too fast. And so uh, they'll get a bit of water for a while and then it'll all drain out. You know, it doesn't so, hold on to as much moisture as. Uh, but it rained soil. a lot the other day, and it rained through the night. And actually, our cucumbers were out, hmm. like on the por- on the porch bit. And did it do them any favours? That's what I mean. <laughs> I knows? don't know. Anyway, there's a flower on on the cucumber. We're seeing progress, but it's strange progress. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's not exactly normal. So. <laughs> We've had a we've had a good weekend. It's been a busy one again. Yeah. Like it feels like every weekend recently has been like that. But um, it's been a good weekend, I would say. It's and been every really day good. we've done a lot of yeah. stuff. So, Jodie, what happened on Saturday? <laughs> on Saturday, I was invited round to one of my students' houses. Um, she is in her seventies, and. She invited me and Jack and a couple of friends to her house. And um, obviously I was happy to take her up on the offer and I was excited to meet her husband. Um, 
and it was just such a strange experience, <laughs> like an amazing experience. But the reason I say it's strange is because um, I, I think I, I don't know, the mixture of cultures in her home was really like apparent. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was very striking when we first went in the house. I mean, actually, from the outside, outside of the house, the building was covered in just like plants and trees and roses, flowers and red roses all over the house it all around like the house an english garden it did absolutely and then the house itself from the outside it was like yellow that yellow stone and then timber hmm. beams sorry and it just wasn't what i was expecting Normally. from an elderly couple who live in japan a japanese elderly couple sorry who live in japan. it looked like an old tudor house yeah it looked like it belonged on one of the streets in Ireland or in, in England. Somewhere. Yeah, like in uh, Stratford or something. Yeah, or, yeah. Very strange, um, so, but really cool looking. Yeah, and then it was almost like imitation because on the inside then some of the hot parts were quite modern, like the doors. Hmm. But then there was like this dark wood and the oak beams and... Around the house, it reminded me of like an old English house, you know, like your like a grandma's house. Mm. Like there was a lot of lace and flowers and dolls and just very very little Japanese influence around the house. Yeah, like, like I don't strikingly know. so. Yeah, and I don't know if I would have been able to place it yeah. if I'd just seen a photograph of it. So it was just, it really took me off guard. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. Um, and then the family themselves, they're wonderful people and really like eccentric. And the house definitely matched their personalities. It kind of, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this makes sense. But I just wasn't expecting it. I was kind of surprised by, so the one corner of the house, instead of having a ceiling that just obviously, you know, covered, went straight above your head, mm. that was kind of missing. And you could see up through to the actual, um, the roof, couldn't you? Mm, it had a it. balcony. It had a balcony, which is very unusual for a Japanese building. Yeah. It's not like that, usually. Um, but there was just stuff all over the walls, like really in, like intriguing things. Yeah, like Loads that you wanted to look at. And... Um, it gave the impression of a house that contained another hidden house, either mm. like beneath the floor or you know, <laughs> through a secret wall or something. I, yeah. I think you could probably have moved a book yeah. and it would have activated mm. one of the walls to open or something. It was really, yeah. there was something about that house. So this is the other thing as well. Like there was like a second kitchen there was two kitchens and i never went in there so i didn't see that part well of it. you did because you walked through to the other room this is what i was going to say so if you go through that part of the house there's a japanese style house built onto the back of the house hmm. so you have like this very like imitation or almost traditional yeah like house and then that we, like, would recognise. And then it's, like, really trippy. You walk through a couple of doors and you're in, like, a very Japanese-style house. And apparently that's where the um, the grandparents lived, like, their mother and father lived, mm -hmm. the mother-in-law and father-in-law lived in that part of the house because that's very common as well in Japan to have you, 
you share the house with your mother and father-in-law or your mom and your mother and father and you grow they grow old there you grow old together you look after each other mm. that's very very common in um japanese households um but they had passed away so they just had this like empty part of the house which was all like very japanese and it had um it had like uh, the 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 shrine that they have and lots of like history there as well they had pictures of their ancestors and it was just so trippy wasn't it yeah all of it i don't was, know how um, to describe it It was like being in wonderland it reminded me actually and... i wanted to ask you because i remember from my childhood a couple of houses that had a really i would say quite a striking impact on me yeah as a kid yeah um and one of the 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 ones that I will never forget is my great uncle's house, my mm-hmm. dad's brother, his name was John. And uh, he was a real character of, of a guy anyway, but um, we would occasionally go to visit him. And he had, without doubt, one of the most interesting slash, uh, I don't say scary, mm. but there was something intimidating. very intimidating about mm. this house. Uh, a very old building. And do you know it? In, you get older buildings, and the ceilings are really high. Yeah. And the rooms are quite imposing. His house was like that, but mm. it was also very. It was long and very narrow, mm. and leading off from this main living room, which was very tall, and there was ornaments everywhere, just in the same way as that house. Really. We went to yesterday. Wow. Uh, leading off from that was just one long dark corridor, and it, <laughs> that was quite frightening. It's like just to go to the, to- the toilet. You had to go down this dark corridor, you know. Um, But there was something of him contained within this house. It's like his personality, you know. It was everywhere. It was in the walls. Mm. Really, and that place reminded me of it so much. It really was. Like, their whole personality was in that that house. But only in the part that they lived in. And then the bit where their parents had lived. That was was more traditional Japanese. Yeah, but, like, it wasn't touched at all. Like, you could tell that they just... Didn't, didn't live there, so they just... Nothing that had obviously changed, really, had no, it? No, no, and it was very, very clean and kind yeah. of bare. There was, like, a train set or something for the kids. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, which, yeah. I mean... So, the... Um, as a couple, mm. these two people, they were very lovely. The husband is <laughs> one of the most, like, interesting, fascinating mm. people I've ever come across. Yes, yeah, very He had funny. such a zany personality. yeah. And everything he said, he said with this kind of smirk. <laughs> yeah. Almost like he didn't believe it himself, what he was mm-hmm. saying. Really fascinating guy. Very funny, very engaging. Well, you can mm. tell he was a good storyteller, but a terrible yeah. one at the same time. He would start down one path and of, then go of off. saying something and then just veer off but also in another direction. his English was very limited. Mm. And um, <laughs> so he would tell these like broken English stories, which made them funnier. Yeah. Um, he started to tell us a story about how he took his samurai sword into the wood and um, just chopped up a bear and then he, he ate the bear like in a soup and <laughs> I looked at uh, his wife and said, is that true? Did he really kill a bear? With it? And she said, no, he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> he often lies. <laughs> he often lies. It's like, it just made me laugh. Like every little story that came out of his mouth was... It's funny because we went with two, uh, two of our like, good friends and mm. 
and uh, one of them looked at me and was like, I hope when I get to that same age mm. that I, I like I'm actively looking forward to being able to be that eccentric. Yeah. And just say whatever just I want. That wacky, yeah. Have no filter. Um yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Cuz it, uh, <laughs> like, it's almost like you earn a right. Yeah. And it's it's a lot as well for for them to have us around mm. like um and to have us in their home is really amazing. Like it's an honor for me and um just really like I don't know I don't know how to explain well, so it. So when we like, went into the house, we we walked through and we did like a, a little greeting, you know. Um, we also became aware that we didn't even say like our names. Like they they know you as I, Jody. I tried but... to introduce like I I was in the middle of introducing one of our friends and he just sort of like <laughs> took off took control of the whole situation and was like come in come in come in and like I didn't even have a chance but so he led us off round uh, towards the kitchen mm-hmm. and on the table was laid out just like a feast mm-hmm. of um, sashimi and like cut vegetables and raw fish uh, seaweed and mm. uh, what else was there oh she made like a pot roast and she which, yeah. uh, which was pork with had like cheese and tomato on it oh, and so good oh oh miso soup as yeah. well just really great Amazing. um traditional japanese food mm. and the, the sashimi as well which is the sliced sushi um it's some of the best i've ever tasted oh yeah it was so fresh and i don't know where she got that from but it was a, a good fishmonger let's put that one alaska yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's it's funny actually how even though we were in we were sitting at a table and in a sort of family style how more how we would feel like it's a family dinner at a table. Yeah. Um and you kind of help yourself to different various bits of food and whatever and um and you talk over the dinner table. So even though we were like in that setting it felt really nice to be in someone's home and have a homemade meal even if it was raw fish which is something I would never eat with my family in a family setting maybe now that I've lived in Japan but like it's not something that's regular obviously in our house. but it wouldn't be served up would it no we'd have like a roast dinner or something like that yeah so even though we were eating this food it was like combining the two cultures mm-hmm. and i felt really like comforted by the fact that we were in this person's these people's home and it was like a family setting and it was really comfortable and lovely and i just had this like out of body moment where i was with two of our closest friends that we've had since we've been here mm-hmm. and these people who've invited us into the home I've been teaching the one lady for like two years plus so I don't know it was just it was one of those moments that I'll never ever forget um and after dinner we me and my my friend like we both helped wash up and took all the plates in and everything um and that was really nice too like I immediately felt at home that I could just do that I could just walk into the kitchen and take all the things in Hmm. um and then, and then after that, we were graced with a tea ceremony, which is a pretty big deal, really, in Japan. Yeah. I mean, like that's one of their, um, that's a very, very old part of their culture. 
the tea ceremony. Speaking of tea, I'm just going to pour a cup of tea, but why don't you explain? Okie dokie. Jack, it was just, I've so, done it once before, but you've never done so, it. Well, we, oh, yeah. we'd, we'd experienced a tea ceremony once in a, uh, a traditional Japanese uh, ryokan, which is like, yeah, it's like a guest house. They tend to have like onsen, which is a hot spring inside them, and they serve up really good food. But we were lucky enough to experience a very traditional tea ceremony there. This one was much more casual. It was still, you know, it had um, a format to it, but he was very laid back and... Because Joking. of his because of his personality, he didn't take it too like over seriously. Yeah. Um, anyway, the the gist of it is, is that there's kind of like a would you say like a master of ceremonies or something who is the the person who's like controlling or yeah. who is um, handling the tea. He said he had a license. Yeah, from many, he said 40 years ago he had a license, but he's forgotten all the stuff but that he, he learned. But he said, not really. He said, you need a license to do this kind of thing. Yeah. But I think he was, he was obviously joking. But of course, yeah. he, he said he was a professional. You have to train to do it, I think. Yeah, you do. That's the thing. And it's a very, it's very particular, I would say. Mm. So part of the process is you take um, like two scoops of matcha powder. Matcha powder, yeah. Which is obviously like green tea. And you should you put that through like a filter, don't you? Yeah, you can do, you but can we do. ended up not doing that. Yeah, so on his turn, he put it through a filter, pressed mm-hmm. it out through the filter into the cup. Mm. So the second part is you would, uh, there's like a, a traditional Japanese wooden ladle and you would take a scoop of, the water wasn't quite boiling, was it? He J- said, just less than? He said between 40 and 60. Okay, right. So the water's fairly hot, but not like crazy hot. Well, it was when I had it. (laughs) I think that may have been a mistake on his part, maybe. I don't know. So you take one ladle of this water and you put it into the the pressed matcha powder tea. And then you've got like this kind of brush fan. It's like a whisk. Like a whisk. But it's made of wood. And presumably something like bamboo, yeah? Yeah. And you whisk the tea and you try and get like a froth or a foam Mm. kind of consistency. That was way more difficult than I thought it would be, yeah. actually, because it takes so much consistency in your muscles. Mm. You have and to, it, like, do it from your wrist. And it's not a whisking. It's kind of like he said, don't whip, like, don't whip it. You have to, like, well, he said nonoji, which is, like, um, the motion you were supposed to do. Yeah, so one of the Japanese characters um, is no. No. And the shape of no, the sound no, is... It's like a, it's like a pig's snout. Yeah, I guess that's probably the best way to, I can think of it. It's like a, um, like a circle. Yeah. And like an eight on its like side, an e, but like an e. But if you carried on going round to make it a complete circle, yeah, like it has like a little spiral in the middle. That's a right. A little bit. So that's the character no, and the idea was that you were supposed to make that motion as if you were writing it out with this whisk, but over and over and over again. Yeah. So. There was a real, like, intricacy in the way that you're supposed to do it, mm. and it was hard to keep that going. Yeah. So you'd get the, the foam tea, and then the, like, master of ceremonies would pass it to the next to the person to their left. Well, before they pass it, they have to admire the bowl. Oh, that's true, yeah. They have to admire the tea, right? Yeah, the tea or the bowl. And, and the way they do that is they turn it twice. Mm-hmm. So they take their right hand and they... The person holding the tea turns the bowl towards 
them. Like they pull it towards them, which is like which way that way? So it's it's anti clockwise. Anti clockwise. Yeah. No clockwise. That's the way we do it. They do it the other way. Okay. Yeah. Well, counterclockwise if you're American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they pass the bowl over to you. Yep. And you admire the bowl. You turn the bowl twice clockwise. That's right. Yeah. And then what do you do, Jack? Uh, then you take one sip. No, you don't. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to let you explain you it. You carry on the rest of it then. <laughs> you have to bow. Okay. Right? So you, you, you do one bow. Okay. So you bow your head. Yep. Low. And you hold the, you hold the tea in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then you, you take you a one sip. sip. <laughs> then you take a second sip. And on the third and final sip, you have to drain and finish what mm. is remaining of the tea. But you kind of, you hold it very close. It's almost like a bubby face, isn't it? Mm. You have to like tip it back. And um, then when you've, when you finish drinking the drink, you wipe away what's the mark that you've made of where your mouth was. Mm-hmm. And you place it back down the table or mm-hmm. presumably give it back to the, uh, I think actually in the real traditional ceremony, they pass around the same bowl. Because oh, really? that's what they did in the one that we experienced first time around. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Everyone passed around the bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do yeah, believe. I think there was some other steps to it because I was reading a book and um, there was there were definitely some other steps. I think, so it, I think it, it was did like, like a her, condensed version. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like level one. Level one. Because yeah. One of the things that he did enable us to do was we could we all got to try doing that like yeah. from his perspective actually making the matcha yeah tea. and doing that process which is really nice mm-hmm. and um i enjoyed that mm-hmm. that's something that would be it would be very difficult to do usually i think yeah. it's only because he was very laid back that yeah he was telling us, to us do that. um that you can buy some of the things that you need on amazon but then a couple of the things you you can't buy on amazon they're like <laughs> they're really expensive. And he encourages to go home and uh, try it at home. I think. Yeah, I I, w- I will yeah. definitely like make that for family, and it's something that you can say that you learn. You yeah, know? no, it was, it was a very good experience and uh, a good day overall. Yeah, it was. So. It was wonderful, and we were at their house for probably around four hours. Um, very fast. It went so fast. It's yeah. not the best though when you have an experience and you just yeah. you don't think once about the time up mm-hmm. until the point where you're like, oh my god, I've got to go. I can't yeah, and they even offered us more things, and we were like, no, 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 like. Well, they plied us now. with not just food. Actually, one of our friends was also plied with with Japanese sake, sake as well. Yeah. He was very generous with the sake. Yes. Um, but you know, it was all given in very good. Um, um, Good spirits, mm. let's say that. Very fascinating people. And he yep. had travelled around the world too um, for business. So I think... He was a, like a surveyor, right? Yeah. So that was it, was... it was interesting. Like you could hear all the things. Like he was telling us history things that he knew. and Yeah. Like... He said that he travelled to... He'd been to America. He said he'd been to Chicago, right? Yeah. And New York and and LA Seattle and, and yeah. several some of the places like on the, along the west coast, and he'd been to Israel, mm. and Italy, Italy, and a few other places I forget mm. now. But he, he's obviously he's seen a bit of the world. Yeah, definitely. And you could tell. You can tell. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know what it is. There's something that happens to people. I think when they um, they've <laughs> like seen a lot of things 
from different cultures. Met a lot of people. It's almost like it, it parts of it magnetise to them and they mm-hmm. never it never leaves them. Um he was a very interesting guy. I'd like to spend some more time with him actually. Yeah, he's pick was his great. brain about what he'd experienced. He yeah, I just I wish that either we spoke more Japanese or he spoke more English because I feel like even though he is very funny, I think he probably had how you would have a really good serious talk with him. You know what I mean? Like he would have some really interesting conversations. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm not sure. Oh, really? Because it makes me wonder, knowing what we do about Japanese culture, um, I don't know how well his uh, personality would go or come across to other Japanese people because he's very open. I meant with very, us. Sorry? I meant having conversations with us. Oh, yeah, but I think it, it made him more open. And more relaxed. So I think actually, even though like stuff might be lost in translation, I think there was something that we would get out of that conversation that maybe other people might not, if they weren't. Um, if, I, if don't, I don't know if you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. What, what are you saying? I was saying if he he if we could communicate better with him, mm. and then his stories would be more full. Right. I suppose, so, like, information so, we'd miss out on, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. if we spent a longer time with him, hmm. he would probably have some really interesting and deep and interesting conversations. Yeah. But because because yeah. we don't have the language there, we can't we can't have that. Even hmm. though we're like, I really want to talk to you more, there's a barrier in the way, hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, maybe maybe misunderstood. No, or I didn't say exactly. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. I just, I wonder how, um, maybe he's just like that all the time. I don't know. But I felt like he kind of, he opened, uh, he felt very relaxed. I think he's like that all the time. You reckon? Yeah, I do. How do you think that comes across to... I don't think you can switch off that type of personality. No, I suppose He's like, he was like a larger than life character. He was very unafraid, let's put it that way. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, actually. Because um, Japanese people tend to be very afraid. Like, they can be mm-hmm. really good at English and they'll still be very afraid to speak it. Mm-hmm. Or they won't feel like they're good enough um, at the language to be able to convert. Yeah. They, so, they, they will always say, if you ask somebody, oh, can you speak English? They'll say no, but then be often be fluent in English. So yeah. it's really confusing. It's, it's but quite surprising, isn't it? They're, they're very modest when it comes to um, languages and they worry that they'll make a mistake. I've lost count of the amount of times where I've been working with someone and literally four to six months down the line, they'll say something in like full English. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you could, you, you could do that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've been fumbling along in this like semi-conversation, mm-hmm. you know, my poor Japanese yeah. kind of... Uh, but it, it makes sense because there's just not that many foreigners here. So no. when would they have to use it? You know, I guess so. If it was more common, then then it, they wouldn't be so like scared to use their English abilities, would they? I guess so. Their language abilities. It's not like a big city kind of vibe, is it? I suppose. No, like you're the only person that a lot of those people yeah. will come in contact with that speaks English. Yeah, but I, I think in that same sense, in a way, it does. When you are able to establish a um, a relationship with someone, particularly more like in the countryside, mm-hmm. I think you get quite a strong bond. Oh yeah, you, them, you know. definitely get attached. Yeah. Yeah, um, because, because it, you 
between you, you're sharing something which is in very short supply. Mm-hmm. So that's kind but, of nice. But for them too, because they yeah. find it valuable to practice the language. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah. They they like it. Too. You be, you become like their. Uh, it's like a gateway, isn't it, into mm-hmm. something that they may have a, an interest in. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Um, it's funny actually. We were driving along earlier on, and what was the word that came up? Did you you mentioned a word? Or did I mention a word? No, I, I just said... Like that is totally underused. Um, flavory. <laughs> flavory. What was flavory? Nothing. I was just saying that... Um, I don't know. I just I was thinking about words that are underused. Yeah. Or words that you could have. <laughs> and I was like, well, flavory is a good word. Is there anything that exists? That's very flavory. Like instead of flavorful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not keen on the word flavorful actually. Now you say Ooh, it's, it. Oh, it's flavory. Oh, it's so flavory. Because we always add e onto the end of things. That's what we were talking about. Like salty, sugary. Yeah, and we were talking Sweaty. about underused insults. Yeah. And underused words in general. Can I say mine? Yeah. What was yours? My underused word was moron. Oh. Uh, I, I don't like the word moron. I think it's brilliant. It's got so much, like, oomph behind it. You're not swearing at someone, but it's like, mm. you moron. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. So we, it's, it hits a bit hard, though, I think, moron. Oh, it's brilliant. So we were talking about, um, uh, like, in America, or, like, the when people say ball, shall I just say it and you can bleep it? You can say ball crap. Not crap. S-H-I-T. Okay. Ball S-H-I-T. Yeah. I think that we we were saying that that came, we think, from America because we don't say it that much in the UK. And we're yeah. like, well, what do we say when people tell a lie? And then we were saying, oh, telling porkies, are we? <laughs> telling, always oh, telling, oh, oh, you little fibber. Oh, you fibber. Oh, you devil. Oh, you devil. <laughs> and that's what came to my mind. So <laughs> that's why that's why we got onto the... We couldn't understand why it is that we have so many of these really, like... Yeah, like, where does that come from? They're, like, squashy kind of phrases. sounds, yeah. Yeah. They're, like, really... They're, like, they're very childish, actually. And cute, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you tinker. Oh, you cheeky... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You silly sausage. Yeah. But I was thinking, (laughs) what do we say when someone's, like, lying or... Um, Or, like... Did you say fibber? Yeah, like you fibber. But that doesn't hit as hard as, like, bull, whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then we were, that, that's why we were talking about it. So I, I said that um, flavoury would be a good word. Flavoury is a good one, actually. I don't think it's an actual word, obviously. No, I, w- I would say it probably isn't. Are mm. there any, like, are there any feelings or um, things that happen that you feel don't have, like, an adequate enough word for? Or do you think most bases yeah, are Yeah, I do. What's that? So, you know, like, the word hangry. Hangry, yeah. Hangry, which yeah. is from hungry and angry. To make hangry. I feel like this word was just not used until about five years ago. So I was like, yeah. what did they use before hangry? Because it's such a perfect word to describe that exact emotion. When you're hungry... And you're angry because you're hungry, mostly. And once you've eaten, that anger just 
completely dissipates and just you're good, you're good. God, if there's a word that I could relate to very frequently, it's, it's hunger. Yeah, like if hungry. I'm hungry, I'm just not me, mm. honestly. It's not good. I, I, re- I need food to, Yeah. it sounds obvious, I need food to survive, but I need food to like... No, you really do. To, like, work properly, to function. You really do. Like, you can't think of anything else until you're vegan. Yeah. You you seem pretty good, actually. Like, you you don't seem to get as affected as quickly by, like, that as... as I seem to just go into meltdown. It depends if I'm tired as well. If I'm tired and hungry, then then I'll get angry or Mm. hangry. Hangry. Um, But actually... I never used to eat at school. This is a terrible habit. I never used to eat breakfast and I never used to eat at school. Mm. Um, mainly because I was shy. I was too shy to eat in front of people. So strange. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't like it. Um, so I guess I did fasting. Yeah, which I guess is so like weird. Intermittent like, fasting. You know, you do that like yeah. eight hours off. And it was never a thing. I never had like an eating disorder or anything like that. I just... I just was really shy. Hmm. So I, I, and because I had like um, lunches at school, I would put, I would get the sandwich or whatever and I'd put it in my bag and I'd take it home. And usually I would just eat like a cake or something, like a biscuit. Hmm. Um, so I wouldn't eat all day until I got home at three or whatever. And then I would eat, I would eat my sandwich from school and then I'd have my dinner at like six. Yeah. So what a strange, eating habit to develop but then it went into my adult life so often I would go full days without realizing that I hadn't eaten um (laughs) you always say this to me that you forget to eat and I do it's really weird like now now I'm like I'm in more of a routine and there's like a set time that I have to eat lunch then I've like forced myself into this routine but I, I could I could go all day without eating. Oh my gosh, I can't even contemplate that. I could. Just the idea of being without food for that long. It sounds terrible, really, because, I mean, it's not like you... Nothing happens, does it, really? Do you know what I mean? Like, your body can can go without food for real extended periods of time. Um, So in that sense, it sounds a bit like, oh, I can't survive without food, but (laughs) I I feel like I I just don't work properly. It's almost like I'm missing a battery. Yeah, you, yeah, and you get really angry at like the smallest things. Yeah, you're like, angry. you get so frustrated. You know what it's happens? It's funny the for worst? me. I think it's hilarious. Oh, Daddy has a right good laugh at me. You know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on recently. I don't know if I've just grown again, but I, I'm hitting my head more yeah. and more like, every day. Yeah, I I'm know. hitting my head where I wasn't. I got really good at it. I would duck I instinctively. I think that you can't be bothered anymore. Maybe. Yeah. I maybe. think that you've literally given up. You thought, well, you know. I think subliminally I'm <laughs> aiming to, if I just Knock keep... Knock yourself out. No, well, maybe. <laughs> no, if I just keep hitting the surfaces long enough, a shape will form where my head can pass through. Mm. So I won't have to duck anymore. I'll just, like, make big grooves in the You know what's so funny? I love tiny doors. I've mentioned this before, I think. You but do love tiny I doors. I love doors. I really love doors and I love tiny doors. Yeah. Specifically. And I remember my great-auntie... She lived in this little cottage and she lived till she was 105 years old, which is pretty amazing. But she lived in this little cottage. That is old. <laughs> yes, Chuck. <laughs> she 
he lived Sorry, in... I thought I'd just point that out. <laughs> Everyone else was thinking it. 105 years old. Yeah, I don't want to scoot over that. She was amazing and she kept her, like, health and her mental health as well that whole time. So mm. she really was very, very funny and amazing. And she lived in this little cottage. And whenever we'd go and see her, like... Mostly my entire family had to duck through this one tiny hallway. She had a door at the one end of the hallway and a door at the other, one open to the kitchen and one open to the lounge. And this hallway was so tiny, but because she was so small and frail and old, <laughs> she would just scoot through no problem. Was it like a hobbit hole? It wasn't. I don't know. Maybe you, you, would, you would struggle to get through maybe. But, um, yeah, like everyone else had to duck. But I loved it because I was probably around the same height as her at that age. And I was like, I don't know. So it felt like well adjusted to your height, maybe. I loved it. I (laughs) loved it. And it was like one of my favourite parts of our whole house was like these tiny two little doors that had like this corridor. And I've always wanted a house with like a tiny door. And and Jack just (laughs) couldn't be more opposite. He's like, I want high ceilings, no doors. (laughs) <laughs> no doors just like there's nothing every, no just, walls just no doing. walls just nothing and I get it because he bangs his head on the lights on ev- everything yeah. he bangs his head on so here's what I think we need I don't remember the last time I banged my head I think you're fortunate let me tell you <laughs> it wears it wears like thin after about the fifth time of doing it <laughs> and you know sometimes well that's just imagine being hangry <laughs> hangry and then you turn around and like Bust your head off one of the light fittings or oh as you're God. walking through the door. I did it the other day and it was so hard. I don't know how I didn't knock the house down. Is that when you were holding the chair? No, that was, oh. another, was another occasion. Really? Was um, I here? No, I was by myself. And I was, it made me so mad. I was seething. Really? I was like, that's a good word. Seething. Seething. Seething is like, that's yeah. like a, that's, a really that's good almost word. like onomatopoeia, but I don't think it is. Yeah, it's like you're on fire. Yeah, like seethe with rage. Like you're so I was, like, yes, yeah, like tingle. Mm. I was seething then. Um, so what I think we need when we, like, we get our house, what, yeah. you, what you call our permanent house. Yeah. We need two entrances. We need one very small door that you can go through. <laughs> and just running parallel to that, we need a really big door. Yeah. That I can go through. And like then we'll Tom meet in the Jerry. middle. Precisely. That'd be great. And then we'll meet on the other side. But I, d- I don't need a small door on the front of the house. I just want like a little one inside. That's like my room. Or okay. like my little door. My <laughs> little door. <laughs> my little door. To my little house. <laughs> to my little room. Okay, so your corner of the house then. Yeah. You're like, what? Let's, should we call it like an art room or something like that? Yeah, sure. The art room. The art room a can have door. a tiny door. And then my, like the giant's quarter can have... No doors, or just a really big door, whatever. Maybe just regular doors, and we wouldn't have a problem. Um, I imagine you would like those big wooden iron. But then you need doors. like you need to like push with both yeah. hands to open. And they make that noise like. And then it would That's open up into a big library where I would write mm. my very successful books. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I would like to mention actually, uh, just briefly, that Jody has an art channel. Oh. Which, if you're interested in art... <laughs> Why are you mentioning that? I don't, it just came to me because you mentioned art room. Um, and I think it's it, it's worthwhile mentioning because it's very good. Jodie's artwork has, like... Stop. Has, uh, it's really 
sword, I would say. Stop it. Um, so her you channel, her YouTube channel is? This Jody, is my name. Jodie Lakin Art. Okay? Lakin is spelled L-A-K-I-N. So Jodie, J-O-D-I, Lakin, L-A-K-I-N, Art. Stop it. Go find it. Subscribe. Oh, give it a like. Stop. You're making me blush, but thank you. No problem. <laughs> anyway, let's... Uh, I think we should probably bring the podcast to an end there, Joe. Mm, yeah, I'm yeah. so tired this week, so I'm sorry if, uh, Last week you were exhausted, and this week I'm exhausted. That's not good, is it? We do. Collectively, we apologise, but we, we do our best <laughs> to try and fit everything we, into we our, really, our week. Yeah, we really, really enjoy the podcast, and it's not. It's never a Oh, this is the relaxing us. part. This is, yeah. like the, this is one of the, the highlights, I but would say. finding those few hours to film and edit it, edit it record and edit it is just you wouldn't believe so difficult <laughs> well the other thing is what it's like <laughs> obviously moment. because the two of us doing the podcast it's having us both free at the mm. same time and so, i don't work at the same times as jack yeah so we are what's that phrase ships passing in the night or yes, something like that that's, literally us that's the uh, that's jody and i right now yeah jack's anyway. like well i'm free i could record <laughs> and, like, and i'm like off somewhere doing something else <laughs> and then i'm at home doing nothing i'm like huh oh, could record the podcast now it's all right, you're there doing your art, Jodie Lakin art. Oh, stop. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you. It's all right, no problem. Very sweet Bit of you. shameless uh, promotion there. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Anyway. That's cute. Thank you once again for joining us. This has been our weird life. If you're new to the channel, welcome. If Hello, you're a, yeah. a frequent visitor, thank you very much for coming back again to listen to our, uh, what would you call it? Unusual adventures. That's right. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah, in the Japanese countryside. Um, mm. I did mention this last week, but I'll mention it again. We are going to have a live podcast broadcast on, what will it be, episode 52? Which would be, it would mark our one year, our weird life anniversary. So we're going to do a live episode. Yay! Um, which I think sounds really quite exciting mm. um so yeah so it'd be really it'd be cool to hear your opinions if is you know if that's something that you would like to hear um and if so where do you listen to your live podcasts because i know they've become more popular we, we want these to days. like have the video up too so you can see us talking precisely you can see our faces Yay. <laughs> you can see our faces on more than just like still images mm. it's like level up isn't it yeah you've gone from long neck cartoons to still images, to live broadcasting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> slowly <laughs> revealing ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's something that we're planning for in about a month's time. Yeah. So everyone get look, looking forward to that. Exciting. Yeah. We'll plan like a, a really cool episode. Yeah, that'd be do. nice. Um, yep. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Our Weird Life Pod. We produce new episodes every Sunday. And, of course, every week you're treated to one of Jodie's revelatory, revolutionary, revolting statements. (laughs) They're not revolting. (laughs) It might be. Jodie, what's your revelatory Um, statement of the week? I feel like I can't breathe today. There you go. That's been the (laughs) (laughs) rule. What was I going to say? I actually don't even remember what I was going to say. Appreciate doors of all sizes. Yes, all doors... Of valuable doors. Um, no, what I will say is, um, 
when people reach out to you with a kind gesture, it's your job to receive it well. And if you think a lot of it, you need to express that feeling. Because often people don't say exactly how they're feeling. And I think things get lost. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. you, you might receive something and, you know, say, oh, yeah, that's nice. Or, oh, thank you. But, like, really you're thinking, oh, my God, that was, like, the nicest thing ever. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I so agree. So, just, like, when... And I'm not talking about a gift necessarily. I'm talking about, like, our, our experience at this person's house as well. Like an experience that someone has enabled you to Yeah, it was have. really amazing and magical for us. Yeah. So I am going to write my... To, uh, my student a letter or something and and something that she can keep something that she knows how much it meant to us mm. and how important it was for us yeah that sounds so, good yeah i like that so yeah. don't Just be afraid things well yeah don't be afraid to show your true emotions for yeah and your gratitude and your gratitude yeah because yeah. it actually means quite a lot it means so much probably yeah. just as much as the gift that you're receiving in the first place yeah okay we'll leave you with that have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week with a brand new one. <laughs> I was about to say I love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> love you, bye. We love you. <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye. Bye.